everyone. Welcome to Framework Leadership, a podcast about principles and ideas you can use today to take your leadership to the next level. I'm your host, Ken Engel, president of Southeastern University. And I'm your co-host, Michael Steiner, vice president for innovation. And excited to welcome our guest for today's show, Matt Keller. Matt is the founding pastor of Next Level Church in Southwest Florida. He's also a writer, podcaster, leadership coach. Matt and his wife, Sarah, are actually SEU parents. Their son, Will, is a student here at the main SEU. Is he a senior now? He's a senior. Yes, wow. he is. Wow, man, yep. time goes by. Uh, uh, but we're excited to have you here. And, and of course, we have an extension campus at, yep, at, Next, at Next Level, Level Church. Church. Yep, my youngest son, Drew, is a sophomore at our extension campus wow. down in Fort Myers. Man, it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you. What an honor. Hey, we're going to uh, start the conversation out uh, talking about n- the Next Level Relational Network, which yep. oversees a family of, yeah. of, of churches that are on mission together. And, and you know, so tell us about the ministry and how it works and what motivated you to start with it. Yes. Yeah, so Sarah and I not only pastored Next Level Church in Southwest Florida, multi-site church, but we oversee the Next Level Relational Network, which is a family of churches. We like to say we're a family on mission becoming a movement. And so there's about 140 churches or so right now. And uh, honestly, it really was birthed out of... Uh, our own pain, our own story, our own loneliness. So we were um, weeks into, you know, moving to Southwest Florida from our own, the only home she and I had ever known in Northeast Indiana, moved, didn't know anybody, had $9,000 to our name. And we're living in this small little 800 square foot apartment with our 19 month old son, Will, who's the senior now. And uh, this is 21 years ago. And we were sitting on the side of the bed one night, just feeling so alone and so clueless and just so hopeless. God had given us this big vision called Next Level Church, but we had no idea. And we'd kind of been, you know, just sort of, we would say, you know, left for dead from the the little fellowship we'd come from in Indiana. And I remember sitting on the side of the bed and I looked at my wife with tears in my eyes. And I said, if God lets us live through this, we're going to make sure that no leader, no pastor, no couple ever has to feel the way they feel, what we feel right now. And that, that feeling became a calling. Mm. And so, you know, so much for Sarah and I of our calling is to pastor pastors. And so we exist as a network to pastor ministry leaders so they can lead healthy and high impact churches. And so today that's our heart. That's our passion is investing in leaders, which is why I love this podcast. Yeah. Love it. Wow, so, so, so walk powerful. us through a little bit about some of the actions you do with the churches that are involved in this. Absolutely. In this network, yeah. So, you know, we really are a family. So we're together two hours a month mm-hmm. uh, on Zoom. We actually were using Zoom long before Zoom was Zoom. Right, yeah. <laughs> 2020 made Zoom a thing. We yeah. were using it. We've used it for five or six years before that and technology before that. And so uh, we have brotherhood groups and sisterhood groups. And so we really want to minister to lead pastor couples Mm -hmm. and just allow those pastors to have a safe place where they can have friends and be poured into. And so uh, we've got about a dozen brotherhood groups, about 10 or 11 sisterhood groups, five regions, Canada, as well as the Northeast, the Southeast, the Midwest and the West here in the U.S. And so uh, every month we just pour into them. And then a couple times a year, we get together in Fort Myers uh, in February, all the couples come down for our lead couples gathering. And then in October, they bring their teams down for our next level mm-hmm. leadership conference. And so it's just our heart, our passion to just pour into ministry couples and, and make sure that they don't feel alone and that they feel equipped to lead healthy mm-hmm. and high impact churches. Well, and, and it sounds a little bit, this is a conversation you hear a lot people talk about is like the problem with things like denominations, right? So in traditional churches, you have all these denominations, rules, bureaucracy, whatever, all that kind of stuff. And so, so many people rebel against it, right? They're like, no, we can be independent, but then they miss out on the other side of it, the connection. So walk us through a little bit. How do you maintain the balance between, right, not tipping the scales onto one side or the other? Yeah. You know, for us, we kind of tell pastors, you know, if you have a family, go do that. Like, that's all, like, don't, no, no, don't come over here. Like, if you have a family, go there, invest there, Mm -hmm. pour into relationships there. 
But if you don't, like if you're lonely, if you're out there and you kind of feel like you're doing it on your own, mm-hmm. well, then my goodness, come join us. Don't do, don't do life in ministry alone. And, you know, so many pastors, they feel like, I don't know where to turn. I don't know. I don't have that someone up that I can look to who's a few steps ahead of me or in us mm-hmm. who's that you, I can learn and glean principles from and really kind of come underneath and with. And then I don't have brothers and sisters around me that are where I am and then have others, you know, even that are a couple of steps behind them. And we feel like that's what the relational network does. It yeah. provides pastoral couples that opportunity to do that. Yeah. You are an amazing communicator, very gifted and, and passionate about your wow. communication Thank style you. and, and, and you incorporate a humor. And <laughs> I mean, you just, you just, God's blessed you with inspiring leaders inside and outside uh, of the, the local church in, in so many ways. How can, how can our next generation of leaders become more effective in their leadership styles? Mm. Wow. Well, first of all, thank you. I'm humbled and honored that you would say that. Um, I feel like the Lord's given me a gift and I'm just trying to steward it. Um, you know, my mind goes in a couple of directions as it relates to young leaders. And I, I believe in this next generation of leaders. Um, the first thing I would say is um, become an echo, become before you come your own, before you become your own voice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I spent a whole lot of years and still do. I love to learn um, for me, learning is a gift and I just love to exercise that. And so, you know, I think before you try and branch out and be some, you know, your own man or woman, like who can you learn from? And so, you know, I've, I've spent so many years and Dr. Engel, I think of you the same way, uh, in terms of watching communicators that I admire, watching communicators that I go, that feels like that could be my style. I love to watch interviewers, you know, some of the great interviewers of our time, Johnny Carson and now Jimmy Fallon, you know, watching some of them and just learning how they ask questions and how they bounce questions and how they go deeper into question asking. And, uh, you know, so for me, I think I would say, first of all, become a student of that. Um, the second thing I would say is don't forsake any opportunity. You know, so often I think in the young generation and I was this (laughs) once upon a time I was young and, you know, you try, well, I want that. And if there's not, 300 people in the room or 3000 people in the room, then it doesn't count. Like I didn't, no, 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 man. When you lead a huddle with your, you know, with your experience Mm -hmm. team in the foyer on Sunday morning and you've got two and a half minutes, you've got two and a half minutes, like seize the day. Don't just mail that in. Don't just, well, I got to say something. No, plan it out. Like know what you want to say and deliver it, say it. Like those are those great practice fields Mm -hmm. of communication for young leaders to, to cut their teeth on. So, so for me, when I was a young leader, I mean, I never said no. If yeah. there was a nursing home opportunity, if right, there was a, yep. you mm-hmm. know, if there was a high school Bible club that I could go to and I could minister to, man, it was, I remember my mother-in-law gave me a great compliment uh, and she's still a part of our life. She lives with our, our family and is kind of our family manager. And when I was a young just Bible college student, she walked past a, a middle school Sunday school class that I was teaching. And she stood outside the door and she walked past. And that afternoon she grabbed me and she said, Matt, when I walked past, I would have thought there were 3,000 people in that room, mm-hmm. that you had so much passion, so much energy. And she said, I walked past and there were like nine middle schoolers, like half asleep. <laughs> right. And she was like, he is giving it his all. So I would say, don't forsake any Anything, opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's some of the yes, advice I would give to great. young communicators. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I feel like to do that, like you just you just head on a lot of. I feel like so many leaders, especially when they start rising through the ranks, so many of them get into positions because they were so good at the level below. Mm-hmm. But the next level up is a whole new set of skills That's that it. you got to work on, That's it. and you got to carve out the margin in your life to be able to do it intentionally. How Absolutely. can leaders create that margin in order to work on their craft to get better 
at these these skill sets. Well, Michael, I love what you're saying, and you're exactly right that it's you know it's for me. I, I teach this to leaders that you know from to get from zero to ninety percent mm-hmm. of your craft, so to speak, is or develop your gifting that God's given you in communication or in whatever mm-hmm. area. There's a certain amount of energy that it takes to get from zero to ninety, mm-hmm. but to get from ninety to ninety-one takes the same amount of energy, effort, intentionality, mm-hmm. yep. tenaciousness, practice, yep. resolve, discipline to go one degree higher right. takes as much as energy and all of that that it took to go 90 mm-hmm. up to 90, which is why you see so many leaders who have gotten to a point and then they stall out right. because they yep. don't want to double down on right. that to go. I have yeah. to work 90 hard right. to go one and then to go from 91 to 92. But when you start to see someone who is in the best of the best, the elite in mm-hmm. their category, be it sports, athletics, yep. whatever, you know, Olympic, you know, athletes or professional athletes, it's because they have honed their craft. Those yeah. last 10%, it takes 10 times yep. the effort to go one degree higher yep. in your craft. And so again, I think for a young leader, I would say to you today, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to, to keep putting that in. It's going to feel like diminishing returns, sure. mm-hmm. but that's where the true excellence yeah. and, and perfecting your yeah. craft really come from, comes from. And for us as spiritual leaders, we would say that's a stewardship yeah. issue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about your latest book, Donkey Mission. <laughs> got a yes. copy right here. Uh, got a copy uh, right got there. Got a copy right awesome. there. And the uh, yep. a powerful tool to uh, help leaders to navigate life's challenges effectively. Yeah. You talk about a big challenge. You all faced a significant mm-hmm. challenge last September with the hurricane, devastating to South Florida. Yeah. But uh, but tell us a little bit about the book. What's the biggest takeaway from this that you want us to to have. Yeah, well, Donkey Mission uh, came out literally three weeks. We released it three weeks before the hurricane. We were doing a four-week series in our church, and then we got hit with a massive donkey mission called Hurricane Ian. So, of course, it's a fun title. What does it mean? What's a donkey mission? Well, it comes from 1 Samuel chapter 9, where Kish, who is the father, comes to his son Saul. And, of course, we know that Saul became the first you know, king over the nation of Israel. And so he was destined for great things. But his father comes to him long before he becomes king and says, hey, I've lost some donkeys. I want you to go look for them. And so for Saul, it looked like chasing these donkeys was a pointless mission. And yet God was in it because it was on this donkey mission that he ran into the prophet Samuel. And of course, God spoke to Samuel and said, that man, Saul, is going to become the first king over Israel. And so I think for us so often, and especially for young leaders, there there are so many missions in our life that we look on and we go, man, what's the point of this? Like, this seems pointless. Like, this seems silly. Like, does anybody even notice? Like, I feel invisible. Like, I I feel called to to preach or I feel called to lead. I feel called to, to, you know, make a big impact. And yet here I am teaching eight middle schoolers in a trailer out back of the church with no air conditioning. Like, can God be in this? And the answer is yes. Yes. He's in the donkey missions of our life. Yeah. And I feel like so many leaders, they get caught up on, especially when they're been challenged with a donkey mission. They're just starting out all the different stuff like that. They get caught up in that comparison game, right? It's like, Hey, I'm not doing what my friend did. I'm not doing, I'm stuck chasing these donkeys. And that's one of the things that derail them. What are some other things that can kind of come in your life that derail you from recognizing the importance of like, of stepping in a challenging moment? Yeah. Well, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is just what you said. I mean, I think it's, you know, that, that we want to be further than we are. Right. And man, that's a, that's the curse of the young leader isn't yeah. it? that it's like, well, I want to be this. I want to preach. I mm-hmm. want to lead. I want to have my own youth ministry or my own church. And it's like, well, 
are you willing to stack chairs? Yeah. You know, right. are you willing to roll tables? Right. Are you willing to, to do the, the unseen stuff to be faithful in the little things, as the Bible says, and then allow and put the timing in God's hands? You know, I think excuses mm-hmm. um, is another one of those traps that for young leaders that, that they can fall into. And, and all of a sudden you realize that. And then comparison, which you brought mm-hmm. up, Michael, a few minutes ago. Yeah. I mean, just where we compare and, and we're living in such a comparison culture right. because right. of TikTok yep. and Instagram and yep. all that is social media today that, you know, we're comparing our diary, so to speak, mm-hmm. to everyone else's billboard. Right. And Instagram is a billboard and we only see the best of the best of someone else's life. And so mm-hmm. we look on and it's so easy to go, man, they're this and they've arrived and they have this and they've, they're preaching here, or they're doing this, mm-hmm. or they're leading here, or that God's opened that door for them. Well, then all of a sudden we go, well, man, my life stinks, or mm-hmm. man, I'm not there. And God, why? I think we've got to fight that comparison yeah. trap. Psalm 69, David's writing, and he says, I almost gave in mm. because of comparison. Yeah. And it's, I try and warn young leaders, hey, hey just keep your eyes on, just keep yeah. your eyes on Jesus. Yep. Keep your eyes on the calling. I, I talked to one today after the lunch session um, at the at the SEU mm-hmm. conference, and I just they said, "Man, I have this dream in my heart." And I said, "Don't get ahead of God. Let the ball yeah. come to you. Yeah. Let the ball come to you." Yeah. And speaking of young leaders, I mean, so many uh, and recent grads they're they're stepping into ministry for the first time, and they're securing that first mm-hmm. ministry leadership role. What what would be your advice to them as they as they step into this calling? Yeah, I think I would say a few things. One would just be um, see everything you do not as pointless, pointless, but as practice. As practice. This That's is great. practice, and it's wow. okay. And you, you probably won't be in this seat forever, right. maybe, but probably right. not. If this isn't your dream job, mm-hmm. the most amazing, oh my goodness, this is what I dreamed of since I was three. Like, yeah, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Just be faithful where you are. Right. I, I, I like to tell young leaders, don't let anything be beneath you. Mm-hmm. And it just it, no matter, not just when you're first starting out yeah. for us, like mm-hmm. just at our level, like it's just, God, just you've trusted us with this. Like you yeah. could have allowed anyone to do this. Like it's, it's just be willing to stack chairs, be willing yeah. to roll tables, be willing to do the stuff that nobody sees. Cause there's, there's a blessing in faithfulness. And then the last thing I would say is don't be afraid to just keep serving another man's vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that every leader, no matter how high they rise, whatever that means, mm-hmm. that everyone, every leader needs a room that they're in where they're not in charge. Yeah. yeah that, so I would wow. challenge a leader and say, where at any stage, especially young leaders, what room are you in yeah. mm-hmm. on a consistent basis where you're not in charge? And that's true for me in mm-hmm. my life. I, I look on and I go, I am intentional about placing myself in rooms where I'm not in charge. I'm yeah. in rooms oftentimes where they say to me, Matt, we need you to leave the room mm-hmm. because this other group needs to make the decision. Yeah. And it's not my job to be in the room, to give yeah. my advice or to make the decision. It's my job to pray. Mm-hmm. And it is an honor to pray for those who are in the room. Yep. Yeah. And, and I long to sometimes get into rooms where I don't have to be in charge, <laughs> yes. where I can learn so, and I can, yes. you know, right. uh, soak in their Amen. wisdom and right. insight, Absolutely. you know, because, uh, yeah, and, and God will, God will create those opportunities. That's, That's what right. I love, yeah. you know, because again, our, our leadership is a journey mm-hmm. and, and the journey means we're going to have to break through often to yeah. new levels of, of how God wants to use us. And that requires you know, learning and, yeah. and having mentors. And yeah, I just love that. That is so good. So well, rich. And, and I would say every time I like to tell young leaders, every uh, leaders in general, every time you go up a level, you got to go down a yeah. level. Mm. That's good. And it's like a skyscraper that yeah. the higher the building on, above the yeah. ground, right. 
the deeper the foundation below the yeah. ground. And yet when it when God takes us through that process where he's trying to take us a level or two higher, all of a sudden we don't like the pain of digging right. out some of those rocks that are six or seven stories deep in our the foundation of our lives. And we're like, oh, but this is painful and it hurts. And what do you mean I got to give up my pride? And what do you mean I got to humble myself? And what do you mean I got to lay this down? Yeah, because yeah. God's trying to take you higher above the ground. Yeah. So he's got to take you deeper below the ground. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because I feel like so many young leaders, especially they get caught up in the overwhelmed number of opportunities, things they could be, should be doing, hundred different advices from a hundred different yeah. places. What are the things, if you could give them advice and say, these are a waste of times, so don't worry about those. Mm-hmm. Well, what comes to my mind right off the bat, Michael, to your question is um, stay in your lane, mm-hmm. stay in your lane. Yeah. And, and I think I would say to young leaders, the, the sooner you can find out what your lane is mm-hmm. and, and to be real honest with you, that's going to take most of us right. through our 20s to do that. Yeah. But as soon as you start to discover those things, stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. And I, I look back at my life and my story and I go, man, there were so many times where I got outside of that lane of anointing, yeah. outside, outside of that lane of gifting um, and passion. And and man, oh man, did, did that detour take me yep. down a trail that, again, may have even been good. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't God's best for me. So I think I would say the, the sooner you can discover what that lane is and then stay in that lane, mm-hmm. stay in that lane. Love oh, it. That's good. We're going we're gonna to close our conversation out and move into our fire round. Uh, and again, thank you for your time and, and just sharing your wisdom with us. But we want to ask a few questions surrounding kind of everything we've discussed. Great. Uh, so we'll grab a few practical and applicable pieces of advice from your experiences for, for our listeners. So I think we have three questions. Yep. So we'll let Michael fire the first one. Love right, it. Love it. So as you think about kind of the future where society is heading, where everything is going, what are the essential skills that leaders need to be investing? in themselves if they're going to survive and thrive in where the world's going? Man, that's a great question. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is you've got to, to learn the skill of becoming a lifelong learner. Yep. Without a doubt, um, it, we can't see learning as something, a destination that we arrive at or, well, I got my degree, now I'm good, or now I learned it. But I think um, learning to develop the skill of lifelong learning mm-hmm. is huge. You know, having that personal growth plan from season to season, you know, picking an area of, of skill or expertise or whatever, and be able to really say, all right, for the next six months, the next nine months, I'm going to mm-hmm. drill down deep on that. I'm going to do a deep dive into that. Mm-hmm. For me, that has been a game changer as it relates mm-hmm. to learning and, and personal growth in my life. Uh, the second thing I would say is we, you got to learn to collaborate and learn to be yeah. a team. Um, you know, we, we're just not called or meant to, to scale the mountain of leadership alone. Yeah. We need each other. We need to know how to, 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 to use and weave complementary giftings and callings and passions and anointings together to accomplish a goal. And then I think the last thing I would say uh, to answer that question would be, um, don't neglect your home. Yeah. yeah. Don't That's neglect good. the home fire. Yeah. Because what is a profit a man to yeah. gain the whole world? And yet at the end of the day, go home and your wife and your kids don't respect you. Mm, yeah. And we lose. Like, yeah. we, not, like yep. we didn't win anything today. Right. Like yep. that's just not. So I think those, yep. that's where my mind goes. Love it. Second question. How can young leaders effectively discern mm. uh, their God-given purpose and mission? Yeah, great question. In terms of discernment, um, 
I think I would say, obviously it starts, uh, you know, at the feet of Jesus oh. and, um, cause it's, it's not all logic. Mm-hmm. We've got to hear from God. Right. And I know you guys get that in terms of just calling, like mm-hmm. calling is what sustains us yeah. when the logic breaks right. down. Calling mm-hmm. is what sustains us on the hard days. Like yeah. when it, when it doesn't look like we're winning, when this, mm-hmm. you know, when we go two and 15 right. this yes. season and there are years <laughs> right. where we have yeah. gone two and 15, you got to be called. So I, uh, I think it starts at the feet of Jesus and knowing that you're called. But then secondly, I would say is surrounding yourself with, with wise voices yeah. that can, that you give permission to speak into and to see in you what potentially you, you only see dimly or you can't, maybe even can't even see at all. And so I think adding in those voices of wisdom. And I think the, the big key in that piece for me is being able to say to, to is giving permission mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. Hey, I'm looking to you as a leader, as a pastor, as a mentor in my life, as a teacher. I need you to speak into me and really seeking out those wise voices. Uh, and then again, staying in that gift gift mix. What's your your di- you would call it a divine yeah, design, yeah. which I love right. that phrase. Yeah. What's my divine design? I yeah. love that. Staying in that zone. Yeah. Love it, love it. Last question, and this we were talking about this before the show. Um, you have a unique gifting, and a, and not it's not really a gifting because it's a strategy of getting baseballs at baseball games. Well, you figured it out. You <laughs> figured it out. You've <laughs> unlocked the secret. <laughs> and when you were explaining it to me at the beginning of the show, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. This is great principles that can go for every. I think well, you've got 10.5 principles. I think so, yes. Give us the top three on what it takes to get a baseball at a baseball well, game. Well, yes. So baseball is a hobby, but getting baseballs at baseball games is my favorite hobby. And yeah. so last year I got 65 baseballs uh, <laughs> yeah. at, 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 at all the games. Amazing. I don't go to a ton of games, yeah. actually, to be honest. Uh, the year before that, 125, which was a record wow. for us. So, Come on. The, so that's fun. So the first thing I would say is you have to try. Like right, you have to try right. to get you a just ball. Gotta try. Most people they're like, "Well, I've never gotten one ball." It's like, "Well, have you ever tried?" Well, no. You got to try. Mm-hmm. The second thing is you got to bring a glove. Yes, right. You got to bring a glove. Mm-hmm. Listen, it, when you go to a wedding, you bring a gift. When you go to a game, you bring a glove. Right. Okay? All every eight year old knows that. And right. I'm just channeling my inner eight year old yep. self. You know. And then honestly, for me, I get there early. Yeah. You know, the early bird gets the worm, or in my mm-hmm. case, the early bird gets yep. the baseballs. Get yep. there for batting practice. Yep. The opposing team takes batting practice last. So when you get there, most of the time, it's the opposite team. So wear the opposing team's colors yep. so that they That's look up good. and they see you uh-huh. and they go, oh, look, it's one of our fans. Boom. They throw you yep. a ball. Yep. Have an excuse. Right. Uh, so, you know, Michael, yep. if you've never gotten a ball at a game, that's a perfect excuse. So I yep. show up with you. you I go, go, this guy right here, he he's never gotten a ball. Yeah. Right. They'll throw you a ball. There we go. Kids, kids are uh, a great excuse. Yep. All Absol- I, I love it. it. I could go on and on. Perfect. Perfect. That is my favorite. Yes. You can tell. I get all excited about it. Let's go to a game, Absolutely. I'm definitely going to go read the other nine and a half, eight. And have points yeah, on that part of it. it so it's yeah. all about discipline, intentionality. Yeah, right? it's like fish. It's got to be intentional. That's it. Right? Just That's get it. out there and do it, man. We are just so grateful for your voice. You are a powerful leader mm-hmm. of leaders, yep. and just thank you. Uh, and uh, privileged to serve alongside you and what you do, and encourage you and support you in every way that we can. So thank wow. you for being on this podcast. It is an honor to be a part of the SEU family. Love it, love yeah. it. And if you want to stay up to date with Pastor Matt, you can follow him on Instagram and. Facebook at Matthew W. Keller. You can also check out mattkelleronline.com and nextlevelchurch.com. For more resources, you can get this book, Donkey Mission. You can also get this on Amazon, too, yep, right? It's on Amazon. Love it all over the place. So thank you so much for uh, listening to Framework Leadership. Yeah, take care, everybody. 
Hey, thank you so much for joining us today on Framework Leadership. If you're watching on YouTube right now, now would be a great time to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button so you can get more leadership content right into your YouTube feed. You can also check us out on Instagram at Kent underscore Engel at Dr. Michael Steiner or on Twitter and YouTube at Kent Engel. And hey, if you love great email newsletters, and I know that I do, you want to check out the Framework Leadership Newsletter. Every single Friday drops in great tips to be a better leader, resources, thoughts right into your inbox. Check it out. You can sign up at kentingle.com. Make sure you hop onto there. Thank you so much for listening to Framework Leadership. Take care, everybody.